Good evening, today we'll be studying the 15th chapter of Hilchot Ma'achalot Asurot. This chapter will deal with the topic in Halakha called Ta'arovot, or different things that were mixed with each other, um, things that obviously are forbidden that were mixed with um, things that are permitted. Um, this topic of Ta'arovot, um, there's been a great deal of literature in Halakha that has been written about it. Um, Harambam pretty much condensed the topic of Ta'arovot into just a few chapters. We dealt a little bit um, with this topic um, in some of the earlier chapters, but this is pretty much where Harambam deals with this topic of Ta'arovot. It will be this chapter and the following chapter, Perek um, Shisha Asar. The, if anyone wants to dig a little bit deeper, um, the majority of the sugyot regarding Ta'arovot are in Masechet Hulin in Perek Gid Hanashe, which is the seventh Perek. Um, whereas where in, it is there that Harambam um, derives many of these halachot and the discussions about the various topics in these chapters is discussed. So with that, we'll begin Perek Hamisha Asar. This chapter is a little bit of a technical chapter um, and highly, highly advised to follow inside if possible. But if not, I'll do my best to explain um albeit the uh, technicality again of the subject at hand. A forbidden item that was mixed with a permitted item. Now, Harambam here will lay out the rule um, that will guide pretty much the rest of the chapter. And again, obviously, we're talking here about different foods. And the rule is the following again if something forbidden was mixed with something that was permitted. If the two were two different if they were two different types of food, the mixture is forbidden so long as that so long as the prohibited item imparts a flavor of its own onto the mixture. But two different, I'm um, sorry, if rather, if it is um, two types of the same food, two, two, yes, two of the same type of food that the difference in flavor is, can't really be detected. It pretty much depends on what the majority of what the majority is and if, um, if the thing that is asur is considered and deemed to be um, insignificant in comparison to the item that is mutar. So again, just to reiterate this halakha, and Harambam will give an example in the next um, in the next couple of halakhot, but just to reiterate this halakha is extremely important. If you have two different food, if you have two food items, one that was permitted, one that was um, prohibited, that became mixed with one another, if they are different types of foods. Um, it, the mixture is forbidden as long as the forbidden food imparts a flavor on the permitted food and on the on the mixture. And if it is two of the same type of foods, that there the difference in taste you wouldn't be able to know the difference in taste because again it's two types of the same food that is called min bemino. Um, it is called it pretty much becomes neutralized, if you call it, by the uh, greater quantity in whichever one is the most, and we'll see the rules of that um, soon. Ketzad, and this is all, by the way, from scriptural law. We'll get into the details um, 
regarding the rabbinic laws in the following chapter, in the following, in, in the chapter and in the following halachot. How exactly does this apply? So how so? If you have is kidney fat that is forbidden to be eaten, that fell into um, a pot of cooked beans and it dissolved and became all mixed up um, together, if the ta- if one one tastes the mixture, you cannot detect any taste of helev. The mixture is permitted. But if in the mixture there was a taste of helev and there were actual there was actual substance of helev and actual pieces of, of helev. That's called mamasho. Um, they, these are forbidden mehatora. And as we'll see, hahamim, um, despite this being permitted from the Torah, sorry, prohibited from the Torah. Rather, again, you need ta'am and mamashut for, for yes, you need ta'am and mamashut. It is forbidden mehatorah, but hahamim. Um, held someone liable even if there was no mamashut in the mixture and there was only ta'am, as we'll see. As I just mentioned, if in the mixture there was taste of the forbidden item, but there was no mamashut, there was no substance of isur, as we'll see exactly what that is in a moment, it is prohibited only midivre sofirim, only from rabbinic law. Halakha gimal. What exactly does it mean, um, uh, substance and actual pieces of Isur? So when we say mamasho, the, um, there has to be an, the proportion of an olive to three eggs um, from the mixture. So you have to have this, the proportion, again, of an olive of Isur compared to three eggs of Heter, which is about um, 2%. Uh, Rabbi Yohamak really mentioned, he, he says this in a note in his Perush in the bottom of, um, of the Mishneh Torah edition that I'm using. So again, Mamashut is defined as a proportion of an olive to three eggs, which is about 2%, and that's what Mamashut is. And again, in order to be liable, Meha um, Torah, for um, the mixture that we mentioned, you need, um, in order to hold one liable from scriptural law, would have to have ta'am and mamashut. So, yes. So, in, in our example, if he ate from the beans three bitsim's worth, and... Um, Yes, since the amount he ate, um, yes. So again, for instance, if yes, if there is an olive's worth of fat to each of the uh, three bitsim of the mixture, so there, then if one ate three bitsim's worth of the mixture, he is liable for malkut. Yes, he is liable for malkut. He is liable for Malkut. Because in this case, the individual, um, yes, because the amount eaten contains 
um, an olive's worth of chalev, so that both flavor and substance ta'amo and mamasha of the isur were present when he when he ate this. But if he ate less than three betzim, um, yes, if he ate less, less than three betzim, he would be liable for makat mardut. So again, just to clarify this halacha, if again, the proportion of the isur to the heter that the individual ate was an, was a kezait to three betzim of heter. So if he ate three betzim of if he ate three betzim out of the mixture, um, and there was again there was one zait of isur in the mixture, and and there, there there was that proportion again of in the mixture of one kezait of isur to three betzim of heter again, which is about two percent. He would be liable from scriptural law, and that's what is defined by mamashut. But if he ate less. Then three betzim, he would be liable only from rabbinic law. But if the other, on the other hand, if he ate less than three betzim's worth of the mixture, he is liable only um, for violating a rabbinic law um, because it is not defined as. Um, because again, Bamashut is defined as one kezait to three betzim. One again, kezait of Isur to th- compared to three betzim of the Heter. So if you ate again, um, a ratio, if, if yes, if in the whole mixture there wasn't, um, there wasn't three betzim or there wasn't a ratio, obviously if there weren't three betzim, but if there wasn't a ratio of three betzim to one kezait, even if flavor was imparted and you ate the entire pot, um, you would not be liable um, for uh, sc- violating a scriptural law, but only liable for um, violating a rabbinic law. Again, this is assuming that there wasn't a ratio of three betzim to one zayit. Halacha dalit. Nafal chelev hakelayot. Nafal chelev kelayot toch chelev ha'aliyah v'nimoh hakol. Now this, um, yes. Now, this is a case of min bemino. Obviously, the previous case, again, of the hele v'kelayot, letocha girisin, is an example of min she'eno mino. So, this halacha, again, will deal with min bemino. If kidney fat fell into Helev um, ha'aliyah, a fat of the a- tail of the animal, fat of the tail of the animal is permitted to be eaten. Venima um, hakol, and it was all mixed and dissolved together. If the helev ha'aliyah, if the permitted fat was twice as much as the helev ha'keleyot, as the forbidden fat, everything is the entire mixture is permitted from scriptural law. Even if there was one piece of a nevela that was mixed with two pieces of a shehuta, of a animal that was slaughtered um, properly, all three pieces are permitted to be eaten from scriptural law. 
אבל מדברי סופרים הכל אסור עד שיאבד דבר האסור מעוצם מיעוטו ולא יהיה דבר חשוב שאינו עומדת כמו שיתבאר האבר חכמים פרביד סטריקטלי און יס האבר חכמים סד דאט דה אינטייר מיקסטר is prohibited until the Isur has lost its identity and becomes insignificant compared to the rest of the mixture. Um, and this is provided that it isn't something of value that um, is recognized and that had an identity. So for example, a piece of meat that is um, fit, to, um, fit for someone to, to eat and make a meal over. Um, would be something an example of davar hashuv she'en omedet that um, would never be um, batel even it, it, yes and it would 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 never yes and it would not never be batel. Uvchama yitarev yes. Uvchama halacha hey. Uvchama yitarev davar And what exactly is the amount that a mixture um, that something prohibited becomes mixed? Um, And it, w- it loses its identity and becomes insignificant. It is the amount and whatever, yes, it's the proportion that Hachamim specified for that specific item. There are some items that Hachamim said, uh, that Hachamim gave the proportion of 1 to um, 60. There are some. Items that are 1 to 100 and there are one some items that um, are 1 to 200 and again when I say 1 to 60 the isur has to be one one piece compared to 60 pieces um, of heter so again just to recap um, the past couple of halachot because again they're extremely technical and extremely extremely important um, if there are two types of mixtures מין שאינו מינו ומין במינו. מין שאינו מינו, the mixture becomes אסור if the forbidden part gives um, its flavor into the mixture. And in order p- to be liable um, from scriptural law, this is defined by actual flavor that is imparted by the prohibited item and actual mamashut of isur, actual substance of isur, um, that is in the mixture. And the example that we gave was the hell of a kelayot that was fell into the gerisin, that was fell into cooked beans, which is an, again, again an example of min she'eno mino. And when we said mamashutu visur, it's a proportion to a zayit uh, compared to three eggs, which is about 2%. Now regarding a mixture of min bemino, uh, from scriptural law, it is batel berov, it becomes canceled out Uh, the mixture is permitted if the uh, proportion is, is a two-to-one um, ratio. Now, that is all from scriptural law. However, Chachamim um, said regarding a, um, a mixture that is min um, bemino, that there are certain types of items that, um, that Chachamim, again, gave, gave certain proportions. The proportions, as we'll see in the next couple of halachot. Um, but now, Harambam will give us a summary of different exceptions to that rule. Halachavav, and give a summary of what we said 
up until this point. We find that all of the things forbidden um, from scriptural law, whether they involve malkut, which is lashes, whether they involve karet, or whether they involve the um, one, for, um, whether they involve the pro- prohibition of deriving benefit that was mixed with um, a permitted food, if the mixture is of two different types of food, the um, the mixture is forbidden if the um, forbidden component gave a f- its own flavor to the mixture. Mean bemino If, however, the mixture is um, two similar types of food that it's impossible to detect the flavor of the forbidden item, the proportion is either 1 to 60, 1 to 100, or 1 to 200. Hotz mi yain nesech mi pene homer avodazara. This is um, aside from yain nesech, which is wine that was um, um, libated or designated to be brought with. Um, with Avodah Zarah because we are very strict regarding items of Avodah Zarah. And also another exception is untithed produce. Uh, because it is possible to fix the Tevel by simply taking out the Turmot and Ma'asrot. Therefore, if there is a... Um, if yes... Sorry, if when mixed, if again, if yain nesech and tevel is mixed with um, another substance of the same um, species, any amount of either um, yain nesech or tevel renders the mixture um, forbidden. But if it's a mixture of two different types of things, as we mentioned, it has to um, impart a flavor just as with any of the other Isurim. Halakha Zayin. Karambam will give an example. Ketzad, how so? Tipat yayin nesech shenaflu aleha kama haviyot shele yayin hakol asur kemoshi yitba'er. If there was a drop of yayin nesech, which is shenaflu alav kama haviyot shele yayin, that into the yayin nesech, many jugs of wine fell into, again, a, l- a drop of yain nesech, this would obviously be a min bemino mixture. The entire mixture would be forbidden, as we will explain in the next chapter. So too, if there was a cup of wine from tevel that was mixed with many barrels of wine, everything is considered tevel until Terumot and Ma'asurot are separated from this mixture. Um, and you have to, yes. As we will explain in Hechot Ma'asurot, Perek Het. Halakha Het. Perot Shevi'it. Produce that was, um, that were grown during the seventh year that are considered um, Kodesh. And it is permitted to eat them, but it is prohibited to um, to do commerce with them, and while eating them, it, it is um, important to eat them 
in a very careful way. This is called Kiddushat Shevi'it. For example, you can't throw away um, um, certain edible parts. So for example, the peel of certain fruits may not be thrown away of Perot Shevi'it. So Perot Shevi'it, Even though they were, may have been, if they were happened to be mixed with another um, similar item, any amount renders the mixture uh, prohibited. And if it was mixed with a different type of item, uh, it forbids the mixture if it imparts taste. But they are not included in the Torah prohibitions. Because the mixture itself isn't really forbidden. Rather, the entire mixture must be eaten um, in that way that we mentioned, the special way that you have to eat fruits um, of the seventh year, as we will see in Hilchot Shemitah Be'ovel Perekhe. Halachat Tet. Hametz Bapesach. Regarding Hametz on Pesach, even though it is prohibited uh, to be eaten on Pesach from scriptural law, is not included in these rules that we mentioned. Because the mixture of Hametz on Pesach isn't forbidden forever. Because after Pesach, the entire mixture is permitted, as we mentioned in uh, therefore, if any mixture, if any amount rather of hametz get gets mixed um, into something else um, on Pesach, it the entire mixture is prohibited. Um, whether it is bemino, whether it is a similar type of food, whether it is um, a different type of food. This same rule also applies for um, new produce, hadasha um, that was mixed with old produce that was um, prior um, that was prior to the omer being offered. Um, any amount of um, of produce renders the mixture forbidden because it is um, it will soon be permitted. It is capable of being permitted um, after the because after the omer the entire the entire mixture will be um, rendered permitted. Just as a refresher, to when we say tevuah hadasha, we mean produce that was um, planted uh, during the new year. Um, which is prohibited to be eaten until the Korban HaOmer was brought, which was on the um, 16th of Nisan, as we mentioned in Perik, uh, in Perik Yod. Halacha Yod. The second part of Halacha Yod. So too, any other item similar to Hametz on Pesach or Tevuah Hadashah that may be permitted um, and it's just a matter of time, uh, just like, again, Hametz on Pesach or Tevuah um, Hadasha, even if it is prohibited Midirabanan, um, for example, Isur um, Muktzeh. Isur Muktzeh, as we mentioned in Hilchot Shabbat, Muktzeh is an item or a food that um, 
that was um, set that was not set aside to be used on um, to be used on Yom Tov. So um, it is outside. Yes, it is out. It was you. You had no intention or purpose before Yom Tov to use this. Um, to use this item. Therefore, Hahamim forbade that individual to either eat that item or to use it on Yom Tov. However, as, again, as a refresher, on Shabbat, Muktzeh um, means um, something a little bit different in, in that food because you don't need to um, have in mind what you will be using before Shabbat. Um, but again, Yisum on Shabbat means something else, which is that you can't carry certain items on Shabbat. So that's the Yisur Muktzeh. And Nolad, Nolad is something that was created on Yom Tov itself. It is prohibited to use it because you did not have, because it was not created prior to Yom Tov, and you did not have, um, you did not have in your mind that you can use it um, prior to Yom Tov. And the classic example is Bitsash and Yom Tov, an egg that was born on Yom Tov. Um, if anyone um, wants to look up this rule of the Varshiyesh Matirin, um, it's found in Masechet Betzah Daf Gimel Amud Bet. So Hahamim again did not give a specific proportion for things that may be permitted, and again, it's just a matter of time when they will be permitted. Rather, um, the even if it's a one to one thousand proportion, um, it is not. Um, it is not. Um, it is the davar isur is not is not considered insignificant. Uh, the forbidden item is not considered insignificant because there is a way um, for it to be permitted. Um, and another example Harambam gives is Hikdesh. Um, Hikdesh is something that was designated to be brought to the Beit HaMikdash um, and can be redeemed and can be pretty much exchanged um, for money. Um, yes. Um, with If you add a, um, a quarter to its to its value and Maaser Shani is is certain um, is a certain uh, yes it's a certain amount that is taken and separated from the produce that must a certain amount of food that is again taken away from the produce that must be eaten by the owners in Yerushalayim or redeemed um, and must and the amount that it's redeemed for must be used in Yerushalayim and anything of this sort again that it's just a matter of time of when you can um, eat. Um, Eat these items, or yes, or eat these items. And again, the rule is called the Vashesh Matirin, a filu be elef, um, lobatel. Aval halachayo alef, aval ha or lavi in the hakerem, the hele vedam, the hayoseba, and vehen tirumot, natu hahamim bahen, she or she en bahen derecheter, the whole adam. However, regarding orla, um, orla is the is the fruit of any tree that was planted, uh, the fruit of any tree that was planted, um, its fruit for the first three years. Um, is forbidden. That's orla. Kile hakerem is uh, produce or a plant or tree that was its seeds were mixed with grape uh, grape vines. That's kile hakerem. Mixture is also prohibited. Helev is forbidden fats. Dam is blood and anything um, of this sort. Um, additionally, terumot. Um, terumot are the tithes that are given to the Kohen. Hahamim gave a certain proportion for these things because regarding all of these things, uh, there is no way they'll ever be permitted um, to everyone. Uh, terumot are obviously only permitted to the Kohanim. Halacha yod bet. Yera eli, 
שאפילו דבר שיש לו מתירין. הרמב״ם now adds his own opinion and says that it would appear to me that even something that has the capability of being rendered permitted uh, that was mixed, yes, that was, yes, אם נתערב ושאינו מינו ולא נתן טעם, מותר. If it was mixed with something, with another item that is different, that is שאינו מינו, and did not impart taste, the mixture would be permitted. לא יהיה זה שיש לו מתירין חמור מתבל, שהרי אפשר לתקנו ואף עד פי כן שלא במינו בנותן טעם כמו שבאנו, because that which has the capability of being rendered permissible, that's דבר שיש לו מתירין, um, shouldn't be subject to something, that, to a more strict rule than תבל, which תבל is also, um, has the ability to be rectified, um, when you take away the, um, when you tithe the tevil itself. Um, and especially, um, and yeah, yes, even though it is, um, even though a mixture that is mixed with a different species of food um, is only forbidden if it gives taste, as we mentioned. The And don't, um, Yes, and don't be surprised and say something and say, um, yes, and don't be surprised from what we mentioned regarding Hametz on Pesach that it is not Batel even when it is Enomino. Because the Torah specifically said all leavened things are prohibited. That's why Hachamim uh, were more strict with it, and even if it was mixed with some with another with a different species of food, it is. Um, not batel, as we mentioned. However, that is not the case regarding davash um, lomatirin, um, as um, Harambam mentioned earlier in this earlier in this halacha. Now we'll speak about the different uh, proportions that Chachamim gave for the various food items. So, as we mentioned, the um, proportions were one to sixty, one to one hundred, one to two hundred. Now, the Harambam will begin with the proportion of 1 to 200, and just as a preface, um, the proportions of 1 to 100 that Chachamim gave have to do with Matanot Kehuna. The proportion of 1 to 200 are things that are Asur Behana'a, and the proportion of 1 to 60 is pretty much um, any other types of food, and this is all um, regarding a mixture that is Min Bemino, because as we mentioned, Min She'enu Mino is and these are the proportions that Chachamim gave. So regarding Bikurin, if anyone wants to look what these various items are, you can go back to chapter 10. So all of these things, which are all happen to be matenot um, kehuna, they, um, the, yes, the it is it becomes batel um, if it is a proportion if the isur is proportional to the heter of one to one hundred, and this is provide and this is obvious, obviously the the person who wants to eat the mixture has to separate the. Uh, the various matinat kehuna and the matinat kehuna combine with one another um, 
regarding this. So to a loaf of bread um, regarding lechem hapanim, um, the bread that was um, that was in the sanctuary that was only eaten that only kohanim would eat the lechem hapanim. Um, so a so a loaf of bread of the lechem hapanim that was mixed with loaf of with loaves of bread the loaves of bread that are hulin um, is not um, yes. So it only it. It needs to be it. It's the proportion regarding that is one to one hundred. Halacha yud gimel ketzad. How so? If there is one sea of flour from one of these, um, for one of these, or one sea of all of them mixed, that fell into one hundred. Um, se'ah of um, regular not um, hikdesh flour or not flour that was for one of the matanot kiwuna that we mentioned v'nit arev and was all mixed together merim min hakol se'ah ahat keneged se'ah shenafla v'asha'ar mutar lekol adam so again if you have one se'ah of flour of one of the matanot kiwuna or one se'ah of all the mixed that fell into 100 se'ah of Regular flour, the whole th- and the whole thing becomes mixed. So one, uh, the person should take out one from the total um, one se'ah for the priest. That is merim, which is equivalent to the se'ah that um, fell into the mixture, and the rest of the mixture is permitted to everyone. Nafla lefahot meduma. But if the um, the one se'ah of the one of the matanot kehuna or one se'ah of all of the mixed fell into less than 100 se'ah of regular flour, the entire mixture becomes meduma and is prohibited, is, and only the kohen can eat it. Um, and if any other anyone other than the kohen eats it, he is hayav um, karet. Um, and obviously, this is not the case if there is a proportion of one to 100. Now we'll speak about the proportion of 1 to 200. Regarding orla and kil'eha kerem. Orla again is fruit of any tree that was, um, that came, that, yes, if, if you had a tree and it produced fruit, the fruit within three years um, of the tree being planted, the fruit is prohibited to be eaten. Um, that's orla and kil'eha kerem is a vineyard, in, is a vineyard that was mixed with other um, seeds. So Orlan Kileha Kerem Olin Behad Umataim. The proportion for Orlan Kileha Kerem is one to two hundred. Umista which is again both of these are Asurbehana. Umistarefin Zaimzain and they combine with one another and there is obviously no reason to uh, remove um, any amount to give to for example the Kohen, as we mentioned for the proportion of one to one hundred, ketzad how so? Revi'it shedeya ishedeyen orla okile hakerem. Oshayet harevi'it misarefet mishenehen shenafla letoch matayim revi'iot shedeyain. Hakol mutar ve'enot sarich leharim kelum. If you had a revi'it of either of wine made out of orla or kile hakerem, or if you had a revi'it that was combined of the two of them, of both kile hakerem and orla that fell into. 200 reviyot of wine, the entire thing is permitted, and you don't need to separate any amount. 
but if the revi'it um, of wine fell into anything less um, than 200, um, 200s of it, um, the entire thing would be prohibited, um, prohibited behana. Mehila, one second. Yes, and again, yes. So you need a one to two hundred ratio for um, Orla and Kila Hakerim. If you don't have two hundred um, drops or two hundred Revi'iyot against one Revi'it of um, of wine of Orla or Kila Hakerim, it is the entire mixture is prohibited. And why do we need to separate from the Tiruma and not separate a piece for um, or la or ki hakerem she teruma mamon kohanim because teruma um, essentially um, belongs to the um, to the uh, yes the or la is the sorry the teruma is pretty much property of the kohanim. Klefikach kol teruma she ena kohanim akipidim aleha kegon teruma takes kelisin vaharuvin us orin shebe edom enot zerich leharim. Therefore, any teruma that kohanim aren't particular about that or don't care about, um, for example, teruma of kelisin, which is a type of fig, or teruma from a carob, or teruma of the Edomite barley, all of these are not um, such great foods. Um, if again, if became if um, yes, you would not need to do to separate um, the portion of teruma, as we mentioned that you would have to do for um, the um, teruma of um, yes of the um, what we mentioned in halacha yudgima. That you would have to separate the amount for the teruma, and only then would the mixture be permitted. And why also did chachamim double the um, amount needed? Uh, the, the double the proportion regarding Orlan Kilhakerim because they are forbidden um, to derive benefit from them benefit from them. And why then also did Hahamim rely on a one to one hundred ratio regarding Tirumo because regarding Tirumat Maaser um Tirumat ma yes, regarding Tirumat Maaser, um, which is yes, because Tiruma Tirumat Maaser is one out of one hundred, and its presence in the mixture renders the entire thing, um, renders the entire thing um, hikdesh, as the Torah says, et mikdesho mimenu that which is becomes kadesh the kadesh the hikdesh part of it, which is. One to one hundred. Um, Hachamim said anything that, um, yes, if that which has to be taken out of it returns to it, namely that one to one hundred portion, it renders it, um, it renders it hekdesh. So it being in the mixture makes the entire thing hekdesh. Um, that way, therefore, you have to. And yes, and once it is separated, if it falls back in that one to one hundred, um, the entire mixture is prohibited. Halacha yod zayin. Now we'll move to the one to sixty ratio. Shear isurin shebat Torah kulan. All the other forbidden 
foods in the Torah. For example, the flesh of worms or insects or forbidden fats or blood or anything of that sort. The measure is, the proportion rather, is 1 to 60. Ketzad, how so? And again, this is all min bemino. How so? Kezait helev keleot. Shenafal letoch shishim kezait mihelev ha'aliyah. Hakol mutar. If you have one kezait of forbidden fats that fell into um, 60 other um Kezaitot of permitted fats, again, Helev is fat from the tail, which is permitted to be eaten. Um, but it's all Helev, so it pretty much all tastes the same. And this is, again, all an example of Min Bemino. So if, again, one piece of Helev fell into 60 pieces of um, Helev, the, of the, of Helev that is, um, sorry, if you have one piece of, one Kezait of Helev that is forbidden, that fell into um, 60 pieces of helev that are permitted, the entire mixture is permitted. But if it fell into um, less than 60 pieces, it is for, the entire mixture is prohibited. So too, if only um, a, the amount of a barley's bulk of forbidden fat fell into the mixture, you need 60 um, 60 uh, barley corns um, in in uh, in the mixture to uh, neutralize it. Vechen bishayusim so too with any of the other um, prohibited foods. Second part of halacha yodzayin vechen shuman shel degita nashesh anafal ligdera shel avasar. So too regarding the uh, fat of the gid anasheh, as you mentioned, there is um, the gid anasheh is uh, forbidden. From scriptural law, but the shomnoshelgid, the fat that is around the gidanashe, is forbidden from rabbinic law. So if the shomnoshelgid fell into a pot um, with meat, mishaarin otob bishishim, you need to have a 1 to 60 ratio. Ve'en shuman hagid min haminyanin. The shuman shelgid, the fat of the gid, is not included in the proportion of the 60. This is despite the fact that the shumno the fat of the gidanashe, is only um, forbidden from out of from rabbinic law, as we mentioned in Perichet. Since gidanashe itself is considered an entity within itself, hahamim um, hahamim restrict about it and regarded it as if it was uh, forbidden mehatorah. Regarding the Gid Hanasheh itself, um, we do not, um, it is not included in the proportion of the 60, and it does not render anything forbidden because Gid Hanasheh, um, yes, because Gidim um, do not have any taste. Um, again, as a reminder, the Gid Hanasheh is the sciatic nerve, um, and because it does not have any taste, it cannot render an entire mixture um, forbidden. Halacha yod ched. Aval kehal chenit bashel im habasar beshishim uchhal min haminyan. However, regarding kehal, regarding the udder, if it was cooked with meat, um, the proportion is one to sixty, and the kehal is included in the proportion. So really, it's a one to fifty-nine ratio. Ho'il vakehal medivrehem kemoshe be'arnu ekelu beshiuro. Since the prohibition to eat kehal is only uh, midrabanan. 
hahamim were lenient regarding it, and if it was cooked with other pieces of meat, you would only need a 1 to 59 ratio as opposed to the typical 1 to 60. If there was a an egg that a chick um, was found, um, yes, if a chick was found in an egg that was in an egg that was boiled, um, with yes, if there was a chick found in an egg that was boiled with many other eggs that were permitted, and eggs, um, an egg that a chick was found in it, is prohibited to be eaten from rabbinic law, as we mentioned in Perek Gimel. Mutarot. If it, um, if there are sixty-one eggs apart from this, the sixty-one eggs are considered to be permitted. If, however, it, there were only a total of sixty eggs, including this besash yesh ba'efroah, the entire sixty are prohibited because the besash yesh ba'efroah is considered its separate entity, a separate entity, and Hahamim made a distinction regarding a distinction regarding it um, by adding um, by adding to the typical amount. So again, a besash the amount needed is one to sixty one, including the um, yes, no, one to sixty one. Um, not including the betsa sheyesh ba efroah. Halacha kaf. Aval betsat of tamesh and ishlakayim betsa of tahor lo asraotam. However, the egg of a non-kosher bird that is boiled together with the eggs of a clean bird, it does not render them forbidden. Ve'im taraf elu im elu. But if the if one mixed their um, liquids together. Or if um, the besat of tame was mixed with the um, yeah, or if the betza of an of tame or the betza of a terefa was mixed with other eggs, you would need um, one to the typical one to sixty um, ratio. Halacha kaf het uminayin samhu hahamim al shiur shishim. And where exactly did hahamim? Um, derive this proportion of 1 to 60. And this is actually explicit from the Gemara in Masechet Hulin Daf Tzadi Het. Now regarding um, the um, El Hanazir, the ram that a Nazir has to bring at the end of his days of Nazirut, he has to bring an Ail as a Korban Shelamim. Um, and he waves the entire ayl, um, which is yes. And that in, within that he waves the zeroa, but the zeroa is um, is only eaten by the kohanim, and the zeroa is one to six is proportional to one to sixty. Um, to the rest of the Ayl. This Zeroa, which is only eaten by the Kohanim, which is again 1 to 60 in comparison to the rest of the Ayl, um, this Zeroa is cooked with the entire Ayl and does not prohibit the Ayl 
um, to be eaten by the Nazir, even though the Zeroa is only eaten by the Kohanim, as the Torah says, um, and the Kohen shall take the Zeroa, um, the shoulder or the arm of the um, of the ram, of the shoulder that was cooked with the rest of the um, of the ram, obviously implying that the Zeroa was cooked with the ram, um, and does not forbid the. Um, the entire ram to be eaten by the nazir. So again, the mixture of 1 to 60 that we rely on um, is learned from the zeroa b'shelam in ha'ayil of the korban of the nazir. Now we'll speak about um, not specifically two things that were mixed, but rather um, three things that were mixed. If you have a mixture of two species of the same kind, and a third that was different. So if you had, for example, kidney fat that fell into a dish containing tail fat and pounded beans, the entire, and the entire thing became mixed and formed one big piece, and the tail fat and beans... Um, are regarded, yes, yes, yes. We regard the um, tail fat and the pounded beans both as both are permitted to be eaten as one single substance. Um, and we, um, and the amount of the kidney fat is measured against the combined. Beans and tail fat. If the proportion is 1 to 60, the mixture is permitted because it is impossible in this situation to detect the flavor of the, um, of the kidney fat. And the same rule applies to terumot um, that were mixed, uh, for which their proportion is 1 to 100, and to the um, produce of um, a vineyard that was mixed with other seeds, or orla, for which their proportion is 1 to 200. Now this is an important rule of how exactly we do this estimation of um, 1 to 60, 1 to 100, or 1 to 200, or any of the other estimations that we mentioned. When we measure, in the case of all things that are prohibited, whether it is a measure of 1 to 60, or 1 to 100, or 1 to 200, the entire thing should be measured against everything that is contained in the pot, including the sauce and the gravy and the spices, and even the amount that was absorbed by the pot itself after the forbidden item fell inside. This, um, and this, and this is... And this amount is approximated because it cannot be determined exactly um, what the pot um, what the pot absorbed in a very accurate fashion. Halakha kafhe. 
Asur levatel isurin shela Torah lechatechilano. Now, Rambam here will lay out an important principle. It is prohibited to, um, from the get-go, to neutralize um, di- different things that are prohibited from Scripture law. And when I say neutralize, I mean to add permitted things to, for example, a mixture um, that cancel out the isur, that cancel out the prohibited item, again, from scriptural law. But if he did, in fact, cancel out this um, this um, this mixture or whatever whatever pro- prohibited Torah law he cancelled out, um, the it is per- the entire thing is permitted. Um, however, Hamim penalized um, this type of individual and this type of act um, and prohibited the entire thing. Adds that since it um, it seems to him that since it is a penalty, the entire mixture is only prohibited to the individual who did the mixture itself and did the act to levatel the isur Torah. Um, however, for other people, the entire thing would be permitted. We'll give an example to illustrate this. Ketzad, how so? If you have one se'ah of orla that fell into 100 se'ah, that in this case the entire thing would be prohibited because orla, as we mentioned, needs 1 to 200 ratio. An individual should not come and bring another 100 se'ah to combine to the previous 100 in order to um, cancel out the mixture in order to now have a ratio of 1 to 200. But if one did bring an additional 100 se'ah and got the proportion up to 1 to 200, um, the entire mixture is permitted from, again, is permitted. And this is all um, permitted. However, Hahamim um, again obviously did the kenas and prohibited the entire thing. Um, Aval and again, Harambam adds that when we that um, it seems to him that it would only be permitted to the person who brought and cancelled out the actual isur, but for others it would be permitted. Aval be again, however, for things that are prohibited midra banan, um, one may cancel out the isur from the get go. Kavzain ketzad halav shenafalik dera sheyesh ba besar of. How exactly does this apply? If you had milk that fell into a pot that had chicken, and again, the basar of in halav is only midrabanan, as we mentioned in peretet halchadalit. So again, if you had milk that um, fell into a pot that um, had a piece of chicken and gave and imparted a taste in t- in the in the dish. You can add more chicken um, to cancel out the flavor of the milk. So to anything of this sort that is forbidden um, from rabbinic law. Halacha kafhet. Now Harambam will speak about another important topic. Noten ta'am nifgam mutar. Kvar be'anu she'im natan davar ha'asur as we mentioned at the opening of the chapter, that if a prohibited item give, imparted a taste in 
something permitted, the entire th- mixture is prohibited. When does this apply? This is only applies if the forbidden item improved the taste of the mixture. But if the forbidden item spoiled the dish and had a negative effect on the mixture, the entire mixture would be permitted. This is provided it spoils and negatively affects the dish um, totally from beginning to end. However, if it had a negative effect at the beginning of the dish, and then if you wait a little bit, it, ha- it will have a positive effect on the dish. Or if it first um, had a, imparted a good taste on the dish and then um, would, had, had, would have a negative effect or negative taste on the dish, the entire thing is prohibited because um, we only say that if um, that if the prohibited item um, negatively affects the dish um, and the, the mixture would be permitted only if the negative effect is um, for the for the entire um, it effect, it totally affects the dish um, from beginning to end halakha kaftet asks a simple question who exactly should taste um, this mixture in order for us to find out if there is um, sufficient taste uh, if the isur actually did impart um, a taste in the um, in the mixture, if the mixture was teruma with hulin, the kohen can taste the mixture. If the taste of teruma is recognizable, the entire thing is considered um, is considered meduma, um, and as we will. See in Terumot Perik Yod Gimel Tetetvav. We'll see. Ex- we'll see exactly um, the dinim, the laws of um, of Meduma. And Meduma is um, obviously uh, only to be eaten by the Kohen. Halachalamid veim haya basar bechalav o yen nesech veyen orla vechile hakerem shenaflu lidvash o besar shekasim urmasim shenitbashu im hayarak vechayosebahen. If, however, the mixture was a meat and milk mixture, or if it was yain nesech and um, wine of orla and kile hakerem that fell into um, honey, um, honey obviously being permitted. Um, or meat of shikatsim, of worms and insects that were mixed with um, a kosher soup or anything of that sort um, that would be prohibited for any Jew to taste the mixture. The goy may taste this mixture and we rely on um, his um, on what he says. If Amar en botam, or she Amar yesh botam, umitam rahu, vehare pegamo, hakol mutar. If the goy says there is no taste of anything forbidden, or if he says that yes, there is a taste of something forbidden, but it spoils the dish and has a negative effect on it, um, 
the entire mixture is permitted. This is provided that it won't positively affect the dish um, in any way, um, as we mentioned. And if there is no goy to taste the mixture, um, we measure it by the proportions, either by 1 to 60 or 1 to 100 or 1 to 200. Now, regarding this, um, this idea of the goy tasting um, the dish and us relying it, we typically don't rely on the... Um, on on um, on goyim for um, testimony, we typically don't trust them. One situation in which we do is regarding um, a woman who her husband died, and um, di- yes, for a goy to testify. Yes, a goy to testify regarding a wife um, whose husband died. Um, and in this case, so the Gemara says that it must be a kefila. A kefila must taste um, the dish. Now there are some rishonim that say that the kefila has to be um, a expert taster or a type of chef. However, Harambam translates and understands the kefila as any regular goy, um, and any regular goy, obviously, as we mentioned, can taste the mixture, and we trust um, and we rely on his word, and we trust what he says. And the reason for this, it seems, is um, I think we mentioned this in Hilchot um, in Perek Het when we spoke about Basar Bechalav, is because um, the Jew. Um, if the goy says that the mixture is permitted and lies, um, the Jew will simply um, taste the mixture right after and will know right away um, if um, if he was lying, um, if he was lying or not. Um, that's why it seems to be that we trust him again because it is something that we can reveal um, pretty pretty quickly and um, we'll know if the goy is lying or not. So the goy knows that. If he lies, who will be found out soon after? That's why um, it seems to be uh, one possible reason why we rely on the goyin regarding these things. <laughs> if a rat fell into beer or vinegar, <laughs> we met, we, the proportion we use is one to sixty. <laughs> because we suspect that the taste it imparted in the beer or vinegar. Um, enhanced the beer or the vinegar. Aval yain. Oh, sorry. In the in the beer or the vinegar. Yes. Aval yain. devash mutar pogem. But if the rat fell into wine or oil or honey, the entire thing is permitted, even if it imparted taste, because the taste it imparts um, negatively affects um, the drink. Because all of these items, wine, oil, and honey, um, have to have a good smell. Um, and the rat, in fact, causes a bad smell and causes the taste um, to be worse. If there was um, a... If, yes... If a sheep was roasted together with its fat, um, the, it is prohibited to eat um, the sheep even from the edge of its ear. And this is a this is a topic that is discussed in um, the Gemara and again that chapter that I mentioned in Masechet Hulin, Perek Shevi'i, Perek And the reason for this is because the um, fat 
um, is something called mefa'apeya, the fat, um, the fat, because of the, um, because it is, because of the, because, yes, the animal is roasted, therefore the forbidden fats are melted, and get the forbidden fat, because, the, and the forbidden fat gives taste, gives a good taste, rather, to the rest of the animal, and pretty much the taste gets spread um, through the entire animal, that's why it's forbidden to eat, um, again, the, um, the gedi, the kid that was cooked, um, that was roasted, rather, um, with its forbidden fats. Because again, the fats are absorbed in the throughout the animal, and improves the taste of the sheep, and imparts um, a good taste. If the sheep was lean and there wasn't um, fat of the kelayot or fat of the kerev, uh, and there was only an, or very little of them, um, if it is one, to, uh, if it is a one to sixty ratio, you can peel off the meat and eat the flesh until you reach um, where the chelev is. Halacha kaf. Uh, sorry, Yes, the second part of So to the thigh that was roasted with um, the gid hanasheh that was in it may be peeled away. The flesh may be peeled away until you reach the gid um, that is obviously forbidden to be eaten, and you take it and throw it away, and then you can continue eating. So too, regarding an animal that was roasted whole, and the veins or uh, membranes that were forbidden were not removed, one may peel away at the flesh, eat the flesh, and once you reach the forbidden part of the animal, you cut it off and throw it away. Because um, the gidim, the um, vein, the nerves rather, um, and it seems to be that the the vein, the sinos um, don't give any taste um, in order to impart um, into the um, animal or to check um, if there is a one to six D ratio. It is forbidden to roast um, kosher meat that was um, the shahita was done properly to it, along with the meat of a nevela or a not kosher animal in the same oven, even if they don't touch each other. The, the kosher meat is permitted if, again, it was cooked in an oven um, with not kosher meat, provided they didn't touch each other. Um, even if the forbidden piece was very fatty, and the permitted piece was very lean. Because um, smell and um, scent um, and odor does not render anything um, forbidden because um, only actual flavor of a forbidden food um, does, in fact, render something forbidden. So just because something smells 
like isur because it was cooked in the same oven with something that was asur does not render the that piece um, forbidden, provided it is, it is obviously a kosher piece. Halacha la medalit, final halacha of the chapter. Besar nevela maliyah, shenivla imo besar shechuta. If salted meat of a nevela was soaked with the meat of a kosher animal that shechita was done on it, this kosher piece um, is forbidden because um, the juices of the nevela became absorbed into the flesh of the um, kosher animal, um, and it is impossible in this case to go by either the taste or by the amount um, of that the juice of juices that were um, that were absorbed because we can never really um, know how much it actually um, how much how many how much juices um, it absorbed and you can't really uh, dis- differentiate between taste because both are pieces um, of, are pieces of meat. So too, if salted, not kosher fish was soaked with um, unsalted clean fish, the um, the unsalted rather unsalted kosher fish, the unsalted kosher fish is prohibited because of the juices that it absorbed. But if the kosher fish was salted and the non-kosher fish was unsalted, the salted kosher fish is not forbidden because the unsalted absorbs from the salted one. If not kosher fish was pickled with clean with kosher fish, the entire thing is forbidden unless the proportion of not kosher fish to kosher fish was less than one to two hundred, um, and not the typical one to sixty, because the juices of fish is extremely has an extremely extremely powerful taste, and the uh, proportion Hachamim gave was one to two hundred. Now I think it would be beneficial just to um, give a recap of some of these um, halachot. Um, if anyone wants to look, Rabbi Haim Makbili in his commentary has an excellent, excellent summary. So regarding min she'eno mino, from scriptural law, you would need ta'am and mamashut. As we mentioned, mamashut is about 3%. Um, min besheeno mino from rabbinic law. Um, the procedure is that a goy tastes the mixture, and if there isn't a goy, you rely on the 1 to 60 ratio. If it is min bemino, regarding stru- scriptural law, you need rov, that you need um, a proportion of 2 to 1. Min bemino midera banan, this is what we. The majority of the majority of this chapter dealt with. Um, you need it to be determined as insignificant. For the majority of things, it is one to sixty. For matanot kehuna, it is one to one hundred. For orla and kile hakerim, um, which are um, asur behanaa, um, it is one to two hundred. And this also one to two hundred applies to sir um, tamez. We mentioned in the 
previous halacha, some other rules to keep in mind. But it is permitted to levatel isure darabanan. Noten ta'am lifgam. If you have something that if you have something prohibited that imparted a ne- a flavor that had a negative effect on the dish, the dish is permitted provided the negative flavor um, lasts for the entire lasts the entirety from beginning to end of the dish. Um, number three um, regarding tasting of the forbidden mixtures, if it is a mixture um, of tiruma, the kohen can taste it, but all other mixtures can be t- um, a goy. Uh, must taste it and we, we rely on what he says. Also, reah um, oser, simply odor of something that is prohibited um, does not render something as prohibited. And the example that we mentioned was um, a piece of kosher meat that was roasted with a p- roasted next to a piece of not kosher meat. From the get-go, again, you shouldn't do that. Uh, but the odor does not forbid the... the um, piece of kosher meat um, regarding the measure of 1 to 60 we mentioned that um, Hahamim learned it out from the El Hanazir the um, Ayil, the Korban Shelamim that the Nazir has to bring at the end of his um, of his Nazirut the Torah says that um, the Zeroa um, the part of the animal that is brought and given to the Kohanim to be eaten is cooked with the rest of the ayl, with the rest of the um, with the rest of the ram, and it being cooked together does not render the um, entire thing to be eaten. Therefore, um, and since yes, and since the um, zeroa is one is a one to sixty ratio to the rest of the ayl, Hahamim um, deduced that uh, proportion of one to sixty to which we applied the majority. Of the other Isurim, the discussion of that is in the Gemara and Masihat Hulin again, Daft And with that, we finish Pirak um, Tetvav. I highly, highly recommend to study this chapter um, a couple of times um, and definitely study it with the text and with Rabbi Yochai Makbili's excellent um, commentary. Um, studying this chapter once does not do it justice. There are a lot of details and technicalities in the chapter that it's not. I'm going to too much detail to because um, we would go well over um, the hour, hour, 15 minutes um, that this Shashi or has already gone for. Bezat Hashem, tomorrow we'll study the 16th um, chapter of Hilchot Mahalot Asurot.